1: That's right, we're back from Special Assignment. Yeah, we, the Academy, had to take a field trip here, but we're back, baby, because we're just, because we want to bring all that Star Trek goodness to the people, because fuck Star Wars. It is me, I am the Alpha Beta Master. Now, you're wondering, Alpha Beta doesn't make any sense. What's going on here? You're Greek. Understand, Alpha Beta is A and B in the Greek Alpha. Well, guess what? We're going to be discussing... Some of the best canon in Star Trek history. yet it's not on the prime timeline, it's on the beta timeline, beta canon, which I think is absolutely unreal. And mind fucking blowing. And I am joined here by my man, the all-alpha male, because he loves that prime timeline. I'm talking the lover of Captain Cisco. He he Sisko does not love him. He just loves Captain He just loves Captain Cisco. He is the dad bod god. He is the sinister minister. He is the co-host of the Smack Attack. He also, we see Moonlighting on the Sino podcast with Michael Jargo, talking about that New Japan bullshit wrong style. It is my man, John Enright. Johnny, how are you doing, my friend?
0: Doing well, and uh, also making a guest appearance soon on the A Show. So Really? Uh, yeah, so that'll be at the end of this month. Um, yeah, so uh, if you have Patreon or if you follow along on Twitch when they do their live show, I don't know if I'll be on that part or not um, when they do the Twitch. But yes, I will be on the A-show as well. So, you know, just making the rounds, being a podcast whore, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. You don't uh, discriminate. It's like. I don't discriminate.
1: It's like, it's all good, baby. I'll go over to podcast in yeah, a yeah.
0: Hell, I mean, I go on the NFL if they're like, "Hey, yeah,
1: come on, you know." Don't you dare! If you do that, you're 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 fucking dead to me. I would not do that. I
0: would not do that. (laughs) No, no, but yeah, no, just uh, mean, just holidays and work and everything. It's just busy, busy. I know, not as busy as you though. Good lord, I don't, I don't want your schedule. Oh, good
1: lord! It's been the last, the last three weeks, along with this special assignment here that we got from the academy, have just been absolutely crazy. Uh, my days have been starting uh, at two a.m. every single day, and it's just been it, it's it's been a fucking grind. I've gained I've weeks. I gotta get on the Steve Richards. I gotta get on the Steve Richards. Uh, uh train here. It's it's just been it's 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 been unbelievably just just ass kicking. I've got my ass, life has kicked my ass for the last two weeks, but. Yeah. But what's gotten through me these last two weeks has been Star Trek. Star Trek has gotten me through it, uh, and uh, you know, and it's it's been good. I've been watching a lot. I've been rewatching the original series. Just watched Journey to Babel because there's something in the beta canon that relates to Journey to Babel. That's the reason why I was listening to. It. I was watching that, and I also watched. Shoot, um, what was the? What was the original series? Oh, were the. Um, the original series episode where they get where the space entity maroons them on the planet.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sigma
1: Canaris where Zephyr and Cochran is there and stuff. Yeah. There is something that follows literally six months after that. There's a book mm. that follows that. So I, I rewatched that episode to try to familiarize myself with the prime, um, with the prime timeline stuff there. So it's a, uh, it's, it's been a very, very, you know, Star Trek Phil two weeks, so let's just say that I've been enjoying. Also, too, William Shatner is a creative genius.
0: <laughs> no, he, you know, he is. He, he really is. I mean, he, if, no, he is. really. I mean, if you've read any of his books, if you, I mean, do you remember the Tech War um, TV show? Yeah, I do remember Tech Wars. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I mean, granted, you know, it was campy for the graphics at the time because it was in the like the early nineties, but still. Yeah. I thought it, I thought the premise of the show was good, mm-hmm. and you can't tell me he didn't have a hand in Boston Legal and creating oh, some didn't. of the, you know train and, and yeah and, and I mean,
1: shore the way the way that they they did it and everything else. Yeah, you, you know yeah. That they
0: had they had to have they were writing their own scenes and stuff for that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny that the guy is creative. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't deny that at all. It's just you, can, you know it,
1: exactly and. You cannot go on the fact about Star Trek five. Or
0: right. I mean, no, it's just- you can see the bones are there for something good, but it, I mean, you could tell that it was, it was hamstringed by other things. It's just at the same time, you have to, you know, most people can't get past 67 and 69. You know, they see, they see him and the, you know, the, you know, command shirts and everything, and they just, the overacting and, and all that, and, and people can't get past that and not really look at his whole body of work. And really, he's very creative. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's probably the reason why he's as old as he is and looks amazing is because, I mean, he's, you keeps know. his st- mind sharp. Keeps his mind sharp and stays active, you know I yeah. mean?
1: Well, you know, that, that and the overacting. I, 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 don't, I don't think he overacted all that much tell tell you, tell you, tell you that, no listen I mean I, I know you I know you roll your eyes like that don't no. roll your eyes don't you roll your eyes and don't roll your eyes at me like that ever again no but uh he yeah I mean did he yeah he over, I mean but it wasn't it wasn't that egregious as everyone likes to make it out to be yeah. you know I, you know I thought to me it's part of the charm that, that's what that that's what I love everyone. Likes to shit on it. But, you know, that's part of the charm. That's part of Captain Kirk. Yeah. To him, to him, every situation is that serious where he needs to overact it. Because you got to look like this. If people understand, he's in charge of how many lives uh, on board of that ship. And I talk about a, a property. Like, the Enterprise is worth so much, like, money for the Federation and technology and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. He's got to be serious, and even those small parts where people are like, well, he's overacting. It's just like, well, no. It's if you if you take in everything and you imagine how everything is, yeah, he's got to overact and be and be as crazy as he normally is. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I, I love it. But yeah, so so guys, what we're talking we're talking about the the William Shatner novels or mm-hmm. that were written, and he to to me, I mean, I listened to uh, he did a story arc of novels but John do we do we do we have any news John or do you just want to get into the beta camera
0: No we do we we have some news that uh, okay. I found interesting this week you know so um you know a very it's, it's very interesting this week how um um that we we see a lot of news coming out about a lot of the new shows coming up mm-hmm. um, but the I think one of the big things is um we're seeing a lot of moves with Paramount, um, yeah. the Paramount Plus app, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, they have now launched a four ninety nine a month plan. It's called the Essential Plan, and it provides access to all the same episodes of movies in the nine ninety nine premium plan, <coughs> as well as the NFL Live and Champions from the from uh, Champions League games and twenty news from CBSN. In addition to no ads, the premium plan offers live access to local affiliates as well as 4K. So this is a lower tier plan. Um, it'll also include a new feature called My List where you can you know grab your stuff and have it there for a later date. Um, but basically, the idea is this is going to be limited ads, um, kind of like your Hulu, you know, you know, and you have Hulu Hulu League. Plus, yes. right, yeah, right, yeah. So they so the essential plan is basically going to be. You get access to everything. You're just going to have ads a little bit. So, um, and then now there's 11 of the Star Trek movies on Paramount Plus. You know, only, so only 11. The only 11. They well, which which I mean, still is good. And they're also yeah, adding a thousand movies, including Star Trek Beyond. Okay. So, so um, you yeah, know, and then also we 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 also I don't know if you saw this, but the first their first streaming only movie. Infinite with Mark Wahlberg has been released onto I Paramount did, Plus.
1: I did see that. I did see that. That looks really interesting. So
0: yeah, so it's it's four ninety nine a month, and they're saying now you can get thirty thousand plus episodes, movies, and originals. And wow. so, um, and they're saying Lower Deck will be a uh, will now be released August twelfth. Wow. So okay. Lower Lower Deck the second season will be August twelfth. Nice. So you know, Paramount is really pushing. Um, a lot here with um, with what's going on. So they're saying um, right now, uh, you know, Paramount is also scaling up feature films, which includes <laughs> two thousand five hundred movies by the end of the summer. So oh, the wow. first a thousand films will be available. First, a thousand films will be available June tenth, including Star Trek Beyond, and the uh, and it, they also it says currently Paramount Plus also includes Star Trek four. Star Trek First Contact and Nemesis. Um, hmm. the other films being added include Terminator Dark Fate, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Skyfall, Gemini Man, no, Rocket Skyfall. Man. Okay. Yeah. Um, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Burge Cave, which by the way, Amazon um just purchased all the MGM, which has all the rights for James Bond. So oh, really? Just, yeah. really. Yeah. So
1: so 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 Amazon owns all the James Bond stuff now.
0: Yeah, yeah. They own MGM Grand. They bought MGM Grand. So um let's see uh on june uh well that
1: doesn't well that that doesn't surprise me yeah how much money that amazon has
0: yeah so on june 10th the infinite you know movie came out um and uh paw patrol the movie will debut august 20th i know you're excited about that and a quiet a quiet place part two also arrives on paramount plus on august 20th Hmm. which will be after its theatrical release and uh, um, so you know, there's just a there Paramount is really pouring a lot, and yeah, they're using Star Trek to really boost what they're doing on their platform, which is a smart move because there's so much stuff there yeah. that Star Trek has. And then of course we know Picard is coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and apparently recording has already started for season three of Lower Decks. So even though season two is coming in August, season three is already in wow. production and they're already doing that. So um, because Paramount has just seen the, the amount of how, how well this is done. And so they're just pouring into all this to make Paramount Plus, you know, I think one of the big, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know, with everything going on and the exclusivity of some of these things, it's going to be up there with Amazon and Netflix, you know. So Triple D, I guess the question is, how much more value is it now that you can get a $4.99 Paramount Plus subscription you know, do you think they're making their way to be one of the top streaming uh, platforms, uh, you know, out there?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, you you look at the content that they have on there, and for the price four ninety nine, I mean, to have <laughs> CBS's library along with Paramount's library, what Paramount has, I, I mean, there's 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 no comparison. I mean, a lot of people had a lot of Star Trek fans had Netflix for the original series. And for the series along with like Hulu and everything else. Now it's like you don't you don't need those other sites because you got everything there on the Paramount Plus app. Plus two, them releasing original, original stuff like like, like, like infinite, which is mm-hmm. pretty, which is pretty badass. And plus two, one of the crown jewels of CBS All Access or Paramount Plus now was Star Trek Discovery. Then mm-hmm. So Star Trek has always been leading the way for this. I mean, it worked when, when Disney purchased Star Wars and launched Disney Plus app, what did they lead with? Sci fi, Mandalorian. Yeah. That's what got a lot of people to purchase the Disney Plus app. Now Disney has kind of gone away from that. Now they've gone to Marvel with their Marvel series. So Correct. but but obviously once Mandalorian was season three, and now that I think that they're in. Or is it season? It's season three of Mandalorian, right?
0: Three, uh, yeah. Well, season three will be this. Uh, they're saying they think this uh, Christmas.
1: Okay, so once so when season three comes out, then 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 that's going to be the catalyst for a lot of Star Wars fans to either re up Disney Plus or you know t- tune into Disney Plus. So sci fi will always lead the way, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to entertainment. And Paramount has probably the best. Sci-fi, you know franchise that there is in Star Trek mm-hmm. the amount that it's the like you talked the, the <coughs> longevity of it over 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 50 years That it was on and then talk about being on TV or movies if yeah, over for 50 fucking years. I mean come on I, There's not a doubt that, that that and now offering a 499 you're gonna get everybody you know to, to to like sign up for that for four nine nine because four ninety nine that's a mm-hmm. month I mean come on
0: yeah four so I, I think you pay an upfront cost of like you know hundred and something bucks and it works out to be four ninety nine a month you know I think is what what it is because when know. I look when I looked at it because you know they do that deal a while back where you get premium for yeah. that, you know that cost I think um, that's what
1: I did back, back yeah
0: night. yeah so. You but know? it's
1: it's it's you can't beat it. You can't it's, it's a good deal. I, I mean, mean it really is.
0: Even for someone like me who's mm-hmm. a cheapskate, it really got to me thinking, okay, for four ninety nine, I, I mean, I might just you know fork over the cash oh, and, why not? Yeah. And, and do that, you know. So uh it's uh to me it's worth it, you know. Um, you know, I do like the convenience of being on TV TV, and uh, if you're Canadian. You get that option. So uh, it's been announced that uh, if you're Canadian, that Discovery, um, Picard, Lower Decks, uh, as well as Strange New Worlds and Prodigy, when they come, they'll all they're all going to be on the Canadian channel, CTV Sci-Fi Channel. And so in Canada, you're going really? to really watch those on over the air on that channel. Um, wow! So. Um, they, well, they announced that um, uh, on CTV had their upfronts um, which looks like it was on June 14th, that they announced that their 2021-2022 lineup of shows is going to include all five. Wow. No dates were provided for the premieres of either Star Trek show, but they will likely arrive at the same time as their USA premieres. Paramount Plus has confirmed that Prodigy will debut on the streaming service this year, and Lower Decks is coming August 12th in Discovery. Four seasons coming later this year, and Strange New Worlds will be in 2020. And they said because uh, Nickelodeon also, you know, Prodigy was developed um, for Nickelodeon, um, and it will, uh, which will air after the first season concludes on Paramount. So if you have Nickelodeon right now um, in the United States, you'll get to watch it on Nickelodeon, but only after it's premiered on Paramount Plus was they run yeah. the season. So, which makes sense. They want mm-hmm. everybody to go to Paramount Plus first to see it, and then it's Nickelodeon after that. Yeah. And uh, we know that uh, Janeway is an emergency training hologram. So <laughs> you're going to have this you know, derelict ship and all that kind of stuff, and they're going to be doing that. So if you're Canadian and you listen to us, know that you still get over the air um, with CTV sci-fi Channel. So uh, if you live in Canada, you get to watch it over the over the air. It sounds like it's going to be the same time as on um, Paramount Plus. Goddamn Canadians! Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, but you know, it doesn't say for sure. They didn't give dates when the upfronts were released, so um, so we don't even know. Even though we know Lower X is arriving on the twelfth um, for Paramount Plus, that doesn't necessarily mean CTV is going to get it that same time. So check your local listings. Find out what they're going to be. You know, keep an eye on those mm-hmm. dates. Yeah, if you live in Canada, and you get that privilege of watching it. Um, I'm assuming that's uh, cable for Canada. I don't, I don't live in Canada. Yeah, you probably, know, yeah. you know. So, but that's that's you know, interesting that Paramount though. You know, just what they're doing um, behind. You know, still accessing that kind of stuff, even though they're they've expanded their platform to go internationally you are still honoring a lot of stuff from, you know, Canada as far as being on regular channels. So, yeah. Triple D, what do you think that's going to do for, you know, to have a Canadian market where they're still on TV uh, up there? Do you think that's going to help the, you know, the Star Trek as it grows? Do you going to help these, you know, things like Discovery, Strange New World? Do you think it's going to help them grow or um, do you think they should just be focusing on Paramount Plus and forget, you know, going on channel?
1: I think it's gonna help them obviously because there's probably a lot, not a lot of people in Canada that have the Paramount plus app mm-hmm. so for them advertising, so for them putting on the CTV sci-fi show that's just gonna to me that's gonna drive people more to the app because people gonna be like, oh wow, you know they'll watch one episode like you know and you know how people are nowadays they want to consume everything at once mm-hmm. so obviously they're gonna watch it on the CTV. You'll be like, wait a minute, what happens next? I can't wait. I can't wait until next week. I had mm-hmm. to sign up for for the app so I can watch out, so I can watch the entire season and watch it. Right. So that's going to drive And and Plus too. You're going to and, and 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 people are going to want to watch it again, try to get all the little nuances in the Easter eggs. So right. To to me, I think it's a win. And you got to look at it like this: how many. Great Star Trek actors are from Canada. True, yeah. I mean, and and heck, even Riker in Star Trek: Next Generation, he's basically hailed from Canada. That that's where he was born.
0: He was a. I thought he was a Alaskan. Oh, was he? Was he Alaskan? Yeah, he was Alaskan.
1: Oh, yeah, was Alaskan. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. close enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, but I mean, look at William Shatner, Canadian. I mean, he's the greatest. James Doohan as well.
0: Mm-hmm. He served yeah. in
1: he served in the Canadian Army in the in, World War II, in, was shot six II, times shot six times lost shot his in thumb. the
0: check. yeah well his middle finger middle very finger. funny yeah because you know they, there's a picture of him and uh, George Takei and they're doing the live long and prosper but uh, he's know, got a nub dude, he, doesn't, he doesn't have he doesn't know there's no nub at all there's no middle finger period oh, wow his finger got shot completely off clean. And so it's they there laughing because they do a the long process, but James do hate it. So he naturally can, is able to do that, which a lot of people didn't know because he hit it for so long. Um, but he also uh, on the chest.
1: Basically, basically, it's like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's funny. He was actually shot in the chest. And the only thing that kept him from dying was his brother gave him a cigarette case and he had it in his chest. And that's what the bullet hit. Wow. He killed By friendly fire, by the way. It was. Uh, but that day on D-Day, he took out something like two or three snipers as well as wow. he, was a, he was a combat engineer. So he was also taking out mines and, you know, blowing up paths to get there. Mm-hmm. And in that process, took out two snipers. So dude, he's, the, a badass, the, the dude he's a badass. The dude was a badass, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> he when he fun. says when he says, hey, when I die, I want to go to space. You're like, yes, sir. I mean, that's yes, that's sir. what it should have been. It shouldn't have been like people sneaking him on. To get to the International Space Station, like that, like that story we did a while back, where the guy said, "Yeah, ten years ago, I snuck him onto the his ashes onto the International Space Station." It should be James Doohan wants to go to space and be on the nearest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) You damn right, you're gonna be on there. Wow. I
1: mean, look, that's I, I, I knew, I knew he served in the army. I knew he got shot, but man, I didn't realize he was that. I didn't realize he was a combat engineer. Yeah, that's awesome, man. He killed.
0: Dude, Dude, dude's a badass. He's, badass. badass.
1: he's a badass, motherfucker, man. He yeah, you didn't, didn't fuck with Scott. That's why that's, that's what you saw in all the uh Star Trek episodes. Nobody, nobody with Scotty, man.
0: No, nope. Nope. Even I mean, even in the show, you know, like you know, uh, you know, was it was that one episode where it's the aliens and he's he out drinks an alien? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just you know, just like, yeah, all right, we'll yeah. Do that. So that was a great episode. That was a great episode. It was a good episode. All right. So, uh, I got another one. So, you know, I gotta always bring some kind of gadget or something for you. (laughs) I know. Um, Christmas is coming. We're halfway to Christmas. So, this year, uh, (laughs) um, don't don't remind me we're
1: halfway to Christmas because that means winter is coming.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we're just getting started with summer here, which summer will last till December. So, you know, that's. You know, it's a big deal. So Christmas this you. year, uh, HeroCollector.com has something new for Star Trek fans this holiday, and it's cube-shaped. There is a Star Trek Borg Cube Advent Calendar. So oh, fuck the Borg. <laughs> no, but listen to this. You can count down to Christmas in 2021 in Star Trek style with the first-ever Borg Cube Advent Calendar from Eagle Moss slash Hero Collector. Designed in the shape of an iconic Borg Cube, the calendar is full of 24 individually all-new gifts and accessories, one for each day. These um, are the yeah. So these are the items included. Uh, so these are something is a coaster set designed on the console screens of the original series Enterprise. Uh, so like it looks like the original like, thing. Uh, Enterprise D socks and espresso <laughs> cup commemorating the first warp flight um, in human history. And each day's gift comes with a festive note detailing the story and really? trivia behind it, both wrapped together in branded tissue paper. So, um, basically, you're getting 24 unique Star Trek, you know, items and memorabilia. Um, and it's priced at... You ready? I'm ready. Well, what, what, give me a guess. What do you think? What do you think? Is this some 24
1: bonus? Star Trek items. Stuff like you have the, the Enterprise, these socks, the espresso yeah. cup. What coasters. else did I say? Uh, some,
0: some coasters. Some uh, you coasters. you know, I'm along those lines. So, what 24... are you thinking?
1: We'll say each item probably costs anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars. Say three hundred and sixty-five, three hundred and seventy dollars.
0: Okay. It's available September 21st, twenty September twenty twenty one at the price of one thirty nine ninety five at HereCollector. Really? Collector. Yeah. You can pre order now uh, at HereCollector.com at one thirty nine ninety five. Yeah. So so are you getting an advent calendar for yourself there, Triple? Uh, i
1: I I might have to get an advent so so, hero eh? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm hmm. So, so, so. I mean,
1: so, and it's only for $139? Yeah. That's pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised. Mm hmm. I, I thought it would have been a lot more, but, um, nice. So, a Borg <laughs> celebrating the most. Wonderful time of of, of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Resistance is futile. I'm about to assimilate your ass into Christmas, motherfucker. (laughs) God damn, man. What else you got for us, John? All
0: right. Well. No, I'm not. You're, I'll break you too much on that. Oh, that's come on, funny. go no. on, just, just, just play. Okay, all right. Well, there is a story here, they're talking about uh, making Gray truly seen in Star Trek Discovery in season four It's hugely important as the showrunner. Um, uh, and it says over the weekend, LB, LGBTQ plus members of the cast and crew of Star Trek took part in OutFest with a pre-recorded virtual panel featuring. Uh, co-showrunner Michelle Paradise, and cast members Anthony Rapp, Wilson Cruz, Blue Delbarrio, Ian Alexander, and Tig Nagaro. One of the issues discussed was how the trans character, Gray, was introduced by being killed off and then only visible for the rest of the season by his partner, Adria, Del, who is Del Barrio. Alexander said he was reluctant at first until he saw where things were headed on the show. With my character, I know that I was concerned when I read the script, to see Gray die minutes into being introduced, but really did like how it became sort of this bonding moment between him and Adria. And Adria's story, love for Gray, is so strong that they're able to save him. Gray's able to live on his own in a way that they both can help each other from difficult times. And so basically they're just talking about how at first they were a little upset that this, you know, this bi or non-gender whatever couple, in you know, the one person gets killed right away, and then they're but it's very important to make this person seen um you to make, know to make
1: what this person to, to
0: make to make gray seen you know and be able to be you know visible uh, okay. outside of adria you know okay. it's like i
1: mean obviously obviously because the crew loves adria and they know how much adria loved gray so obviously they, they the 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 crew wants to see who gray is i mean there's I mean, what's the big fucking deal? Obviously, that that goes with anything and everything in Star Trek.
0: Mm-hmm. That,
1: that that happened. What the, what the fuck? Fuck. Okay. All right. No. no.
0: <laughs> but they're talking about how it's important because it'll be like you know, uh, trans people being seen in the real world. So um, it's it's they can't be a-
1: seen. They can't be seen in the real world because you, because you can tell when someone's you know, you know, becoming a, becoming a male or becoming a female. Obviously. You know, I've seen it. I mean, I'm just like, all right, this person, this person, this this person obviously is trying to trying to become a female, and but obviously, he was born a male or she was born a male or whatever. It's like they don't need to be seen. They are fucking seen. Okay, they they get pushed enough as it is already. It just the reason why you want to. Gray, it's not because. Oh, we need to make sure the chance. Trans- no, okay, believe me, okay, believe me. They are well represented. Okay, trust me on that. What do you think, John?
0: You know, uh, you know, it, it's.
1: Am me, I, here's, but here's the thing, though. Am I right or am I wrong?
0: No, I. I mean, to me, it's. um You know, to me, it's the show has been Star Trek. I mean, not just Discovery. But mm-hmm. Star Trek has been the forefront Obviously. of you know reaching out to LGBTQ communities and and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, it it, it it I feel like they're they're trying to put more emphasis on something than really needed. You know, this whole idea of what can only be seen by you know Adria. You know that this person. It's like. What do you want? You didn't introduce Adria until, you know, third episode into the season. And you find out that there's a trill inside Adria, and, but she doesn't know how to access it. So how would, you know, I mean, this, the whole point is like, why are you trying to infer a message? There is no message. It's, there's a trill. And, and we see that in other Star Treks. You know, we see that in Deep Space Nine specifically. You know, Jadzia, there's times where she interacted with the other hosts. And in um, and, and Ezra, you know, we see that where she interacts with the other hosts mm-hmm. and um, but she was the only one who could see him, you know, and it's like, OK, why is this any different? Because we're trying to make something that's not there. It's just, OK, well, um, then what's the point of a host if we make grave visible? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Then what's the point of trills and hosts? You know, it, I guess that's my struggle with it. It's more of the logical aspect of it, you know, um, it is then if, if that's the case, if we can just project a host from a Trill, then why even have a host to begin with? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it takes away the purpose of the Trill, which is to gather knowledge and maintain, you know, this vast knowledge of things that they've learned throughout the centuries and years, and it gets passed on. From person to person, and they can they benefit from the wealth of knowledge becoming making their society that much better. That's the purpose of the true symbiote, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's you're shoehorning something to tell a message that's not really needed, you know, yeah. because you know, so they're non gender binary couple, cool, you know, yeah, we, you know, um, it, but to me, it's like, okay, are we? are we doing this because we're trying to, we're trying to make a message? Are we doing this because we really, you know, th- this is an important part of the story and it feels like they're just trying to make a message
1: more than yeah. anything else
0: to me. But, um, you know, because there's ways, you know, we, we can see how they've done things and and, and are moving things forward. Um, and so I don't know. I just really struggle sometimes with, with that, <laughs> um, you know, like, how do you, I get what you wanted to do, but it's not necessarily the yeah. thing you need to do. So, Anyway, so, all right, so do you want to know the 11 movies? Yeah. But- gotcha, gotcha. You want to know the 11 movies that are actually on Paramount Plus right now? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so right now, starting from the beginning, you find them under the Action tab, and they're listed alphabetically in order. Uh, it goes Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Ding. Trek II, Ding. The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spot. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Star Trek Seven: Generation. Star Trek First Contact. Star Trek Insurrection. Star Trek Beyond, and Star Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other two Star Trek movies, or uh, the new new releases um, with uh, Chris Pine, have not been put on there yet, um, and I think they're still. One or two of the Star Trek ones that are not released yet, but they've got just about all of them on there, Um, you -hmm. know. uh, And I think it says uh, all six original series and all four Next Generations. They've also added Star Trek Beyond. The first two Kelvin universes, filmed by J.J. Abrams, are not currently part of the streaming service, but they have not listed a time of when they're going to do that. Um, so it says the current exclusion. The two other JJ films are due to complicated licensing rights, and it's quite possible yeah. all thirteen films become available, uh, and, but we don't know when. So, if you need your Star Trek fix, you want to watch all of them, um, you can do so. I think um, right now you can still watch a couple on Amazon uh, of the movies, and uh, but that is a that won't be happening much longer. So, if, if you want to watch Star Trek, yeah. you've got to do it on Paramount Plus. Plus, Sorry.
1: too. I mean, you can go on YouTube, too, and watch them on YouTube, too. Yeah, yeah. Do you do them on YouTube. So You can. But here's the thing. Action, the most action-packed movie of all, motion picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Motion picture had, had, had the most action. Bro, <sighs> <laughs> bro. Bro, bro, bro. You know what I just watched again? I watched Star Trek 6 again. Did you? Oh fucking! It was just. It's so. It's so good. It's it's, it's a fucking great movie, and it it, the thing about it is like my alarm at two a.m. is the Battle of uh, Kittimer. That is my alarm. Is that whole mm. battle thing where, you know, like where you see where change is going crazy and you hear the music and then it changes like it's like you like you tell the touch of the music and you just you can just picture the Excelsior speeding and then. Sulu's like range, and the guy's like, mm-hmm. oh, Yes, sir, come on, come on. Yeah, just, oh, God, it's so fucking awesome. It's just, yeah, it's to be, that's, that's great music. So,
0: yeah, it really is. So, all right, we got a, just a couple more stories. The first one is, um, we're gonna get, we're getting some updates, uh, production updates on Strange New World's Picard and Discovery. Um, right now, Strange New World is shooting episode eight. So, they're, oh, wow, they're up to episode eight. Um, there's a picture, um, if you go to Twitter, um, it looks like Amanda Michael Rowe is directing episode eight. Um, they show the, the you know the clapper, and I don't know if this is going to be the way that the title screen will look. But if it does, it looks awesome. I like the the title screen. Um, uh, What's that? Amanda Michael Rowe is her name. It's Amanda M Rowe on uh, Twitter, and she's she says this is not a drill. I am currently directing Star Trek. And it's season, uh, it's it's uh part, she's part of episode eight. And at the clapper, this she's just a picture of the clapper. Um, and man, that's a really cool looking logo. Um, you know, uh, I don't know the director. Apparently, she's done stuff like Grey's Anatomy and Fear the Walking Dead and stuff, which I don't care about. Oh, wow, just, okay, yeah. You know, I see the clapper, yeah, no, yeah, that's that looks good. You know, it does, yeah, I, I'm looking for if that's what it's gonna look like, I'm I'm for it. You know. So um, you know, and and so we know that they're up to to episode eight. So that's that's pretty cool, you know. They've they've done that. Um, So uh, we also on Star Trek Picard, um, um, John Delance is still working Mm -hmm. on Picard um, because (laughs) uh, because uh, uh, executive producer and co showrunner Terry uh, Matalas he posted an image of. John Delance sitting in the captain's chair in his in Maletis's office, and he keeps thinking to my office to sit in the captain's chair is, is, is the picture. And it's John Delance just sitting like he? This guy literally has a captain's chair, and John Delance is sitting in it. So you know, it's the idea that he's still filming some stuff. Um, John Delance, he which dude, he's fucking awesome. He's great. So okay. it's the we do know that uh, season two for Picard is going to be ten episodes now. And expected to arrive in 2022. Um, uh, so, Discovery has locked some four episodes as production continues. Locked meaning they are not changing; they are set. So, um, so that is pretty, uh, pretty. So they've got four cut, ready in the bank, ready to go. Wow! Um, for season four, uh, four episodes in. So. Um, You know, it's very interesting. We're seeing a lot moving on here. Um, So uh, that's kind of uh, interesting that, you know, we know that Discovery is supposed to be released later this year, probably, they're saying November or maybe December. Um, But they've already got four locked episodes in. So, you know, uh, production for all these shows, man, which is amazing. Like we talked about earlier, there's five shows in production right now and um three of them are live action you know they're clipping along really well it's pretty impressive. yeah no it, it's it's a, it's it's like warp speed it really is they it's uh you know it's it's pretty great so um so oh did you actually get that new mirror universe uh picard series next generation book that came out just recently
1: i have not i have not
0: so uh they they have um Mirror Picard returns to unleash a year of tyranny in Star Trek Mirror War comic series. Hmm. So um, I believe that released on Amazon. Uh, it, I think it covered the three. Um, what do you call it? Um, the three uh, story arcs that gave that they that came out with the Mirror Universe.
1: Oh yeah, with um, with with the next gen. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Terra, and one was Terra, Incognito, one was Mirror, Mirror, and what was the, what was the other
0: one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mirror, uh, but this looks like it's a, oh, okay, this is a power-hungry Terra to Captain Picard of the ISS Enterprises crew, returning for a 13-issue comic book series beginning on September 8th, which also happens to be Star Trek Day. So this is a new comic series. It's called Mirror War written by mm-hmm. Scott Tippin and David Tippin, illustrated by Carlos Nito, and will feature covers by J.K. Woodward. Before issue number one's release on September 8th, a special prelude issue, Star Trek The Mirror War Number 0 will be released in August. It follows okay. Mirror Picard as he's summoned to Earth to face the wrath of his Emperor, deftly weaving threads from the past Mirror Universe tales in a way of entertaining newcomers and the uninitiated alike. It will be available with multiple color variants, uh, for retailers and fans to enjoy, including cover A series by Carlos Nito, B by Edjua, Edge Inave, and a retailer incentive edition by Ben So this thing's going to be called uh, Mirror War, 13 episode, um, uh, I mean, or 13 issues, um, building off of everything that they've done with the, uh, you know, cool. Mirror TNG. It looks really, really good. Uh, which
1: I which I which I've read a lot of the Mirror uh, mm-hmm. TNG stuff. It's really good.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. No, they 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 said, um, and and it was you know because those were all kind of more one shots. It Says with Mirror broken through the Mirror and tearing Incognita uh, along with Mirror War, they've crafted a compelling, a uh, compelling and wholly original corner of the Star Trek universe. So because TNG never got its Mirror, you know,
1: no, they never got the Mirror episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Episode. which was
1: which was a shame
0: yeah which is interesting because you know they show a picture of some of these covers and one of them has uh miles o'brien on here you know smiley which we know he's in deep space nine mm-hmm. as a refugee so i'll be interested to see how this all works and well know, well
1: speaking of that there's a something in the beta canon
0: stuff which yeah
1: Will help to explain all that, which is pretty yeah, cool. which will be good.
0: So, okay, so let's see this. Uh, did you, oh, by the just a quick aside: Did you happen to see the the William Shatner commercial with him and Mike Tyson, where he takes a punch from Tyson?
1: No, I haven't seen that yet.
0: Okay, so there's a it, it's for like Copper Gel or whatever. Um, I think oh, it's the name God. of the stuff, and <laughs> you know, and so he's like, you know, talking about he's got to
1: like, do some of the Shatner the Shatner foo.
0: Yeah, and so uh, and he, he says, it's it's like you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You're one of the greatest, the greatest, and you admit you're the greatest heavyweight champion of the world. Tanner says, "You know what's the biggest mystery to me? What's like to be hit by the great world champion?" He asks, and he's like taunting Tyson to like punch him. You know, and so, and then he does, he's like, I didn't think you'd really hit me, you know? So it's, it's very funny um commercial. Oh my god. Uh So yeah, I saw that the other day and I was like, okay, I have to remember to ask yeah. Triple D if you've seen yeah. that one yet. Oh, no, I still got to see that. <clears throat> yeah. No, but
1: Sh- Shadner, Shadner foo. He just, Bell rolls his legs and then gives him like, he gives him like a fucking kick to the head.
0: Yeah. No, it was funny. It was oh good. God, it was that's... very funny. All right, so our, our last our last story for today that we're going to talk about Noah Halley laments Paramount halting his really fun Star Trek movie just before production. So what? Yeah, yeah.
1: Are you, so, come on, is, man,
0: are you fucking kidding me again? Well, because remember, remember we talked about they're doing that JJ Abrams movie. Yeah,
1: the JJ. Oh, oh yeah. so now they're so now they're doing the JJ movie,
0: right? Because you know, but Noah Halley was getting ready. Was he was apparently always already casting oh, when he was shut down. Um, you know, because you know uh, la- How does this I mean,
1: I get it. I love JJ to death, but it's uh, I don't know whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he said basically there's a change of scenery at the studio and so his project got put on hold and then they're doing um everything. So, apparently he had been deve- tapped to develop Star Trek in 2019 and it was supposed to be a sequel to Beyond Mm-hmm. and it was shelved for production and due to breakdown in salary negotiations with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, and then, and then Howley revealed he was developing something new with a new cast and that spring by 2020 he was already casting for the film when he got and ready to go into production in Australia and then um, the writer-producer had also indicated this film would not have focused on action like the three Kelvin universes um, and you know, that's when we read the article that Jeff Russo said that people would have lost their minds, um, and then it says Emma Watch joined Paramount from Fox last summer, replacing Whit Godfrey as head of the Motion Picture Group. Shortly after news broke that she put a pause on Howley's project, and his comments about her thinking it was crazy to do something with an untested crew may not and may not be talking about a Starfleet crew as much as more the traditional Hollywood lingo, of trusting Star Trek film franchise. To the crew of Halley and his production company. Um, while Halley has several Emmy nominations and one win for his television work, his late 2019 feature film debut as a writer, producer, director on Lucy in the Sky was a critical and box office disappointment. By so basically way, can he, I he, oh go ahead.
1: Can I just say something? The Star Trek, the the entire Star Trek franchise and basically the what made Star Trek survive was left to a little known guy named Nicholas Mayer at the time who was like Noah Hawley who wasn't he wasn't a big name director true and i'm sorry he only created the the, great, the, the greatest star trek movie ever directed it yeah but i mean and the motion picture was directed by you know Robert Weiss, who was a, one of the best directors at the time mhm yeah people think that that's one of the worst movies ever I mean, I, I mean, listen. Sometimes it's good to go with people that are untested because guess what? They don't have any because they don't have to, you know, hold to certain things. They mm-hmm. can basically just kind of, you know, what? Let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's do it. And from what Jeff Russo said, I trust what Jeff Russo said because Jeff Russo is one he he knows track inside and out. Yeah. If he says that Holly's movie was going to be great, then. It's a shame. It's an absolute yeah. shame. And I, I love J.J. too. I love J.J. Abrams. I love the J.J. Abrams films, but... I don't know. You know, there's there's a reason why Beyond sucked. Yeah. Because people, they didn't want the action. Yeah, the, the action was great, but... they want action, they could watch Star Wars. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll see what J.J. can develop deliver, but... Yeah. This whole thing of not having oh this person "Well, we can't leave it in the hands of uh, of unknown uh, people well you let discovery in the hands of unknown fucking people
0: yeah if you if you,
1: if you wanted to bring discovery then you should have hired Iris Stephen bear or you know had DC Fontana or had other writers that were brandon Braga Star Trek writers that were there bring them in to, to write the fucking, yeah to write the episodes no but instead you base his entire Cbase all access you know, Streaming service on Discovery on unknown fucking writers. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, you know, I me mean, Kurtzman helped with you know, you know, Voyager and D Space Nine and Enterprise, but he what doesn't have the chops that a DC Fontana, a Brandon Braga, a, a Rick Berman has for, for 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 God's sakes. I mean, come right. on. So yeah. for, her, for so for her to say that that's fucking bullshit. Something something happened. She 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 didn't like Holly, and that's the reason why his well, movie's not being produced.
0: Well, uh, apparently he, you know, that, that movie that he was, that was a disappointment for Fox Searchlight. Watts had just come from Fox. And apparently that was, maybe she was involved with that. So, you know, there is there is probably a little bit. Politics. You know, it's politics. You know, you you have a change of scenery and, that, and that's what happens. You know, so I'm going to be honest with you. I. I don't care. I just want a Star Trek movie at this point. You know, we've yeah. been clamoring for a while um, for a new movie. I don't care at this point. I mean, if it's JJ, if it's whatever, we know it's JJ for a June 20, 2023 release date. They've got that time to get it done. If it was gonna be Hallie, if it was gonna be, you know, JJ Nicholas or Mayor Nicholas Mayer, Mayer. yeah, I don't care at this point. I just want to see another one. Let's let's figure this out, Quentin Tarantino, whatever. Who cares? Exactly. Let's you know, let's let's try this. Let's get let's get off our butts and let's get some movies going. You know, um we're building off of this, you know, momentum that we've got with with all these shows that you've got on, you know, Paramount Plus. You basically are releasing your own you just released your own movie through the streaming service. Yeah. So you have a movie department on that streaming service. Exactly. So let's just let's just make a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Get it over and done. Let's stop with this all all this kind of garbage. So that's that's the last story of the day because you know, who doesn't like a good fight at studios about <laughs> why why people and things don't get made. But even at the end of the day, it's like it's a movie. At the end of the day, just make a movie. I just don't make care. a fucking movie. I don't care Fuck who it guy. is, what it is, let's just make the movie. Exactly. Let's you make a fucking movie, guys. You know, I mean howling, okay, so you're complaining about it, so what? Your movie didn't get made. Okay. I don't uh, just make somebody's gonna make a movie. Let's just it's, make it
1: happen. I, I think his movie will I think his movie will will, will get made.
0: You think? Probably. Mm, we'll see. Something will happen. I mean something will happen. Something will happen there. Something. Will happen. So, so but you know, I you know, it's interesting. We're talking about movies and TV shows and all these things, and all these things are considered alpha. Yeah, canon. alpha canon. Alpha Canon, which is you know the main. So um what we're gonna do today is we're gonna be talking about beta canon, which mm-hmm. is this is where I step back and let you take the lead because, oh, thank you. you know, you are the master beta. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, master beta. Yes, sorry. yes, master yes, beta. I love it. Uh, you're, you're, you're I love still, it. you're master beta. Um, yeah. so, so, uh, and for those of you who don't understand, beta canon is things like uh, books, from comics. what I understand, comics, things along those lines. They may have a touch of the alpha in them or they may use that as a point to ranch off and tell a different yeah. story or expand. Um, these aren't necessarily apocryphal, meaning they're not necessarily a, not a part of the timeline, but they're not necessarily a part yeah. of it either. I so it could go either way. You know, like mm-hmm. sometimes um, there are some beta, beta canon books that really are just following the timeline. They're just not in a series or anything. And then there are some that are kind of a little bit more out there. Yeah. um but these are all oh, trust me yeah yeah <laughs> but for just so uh so to help for for those of us because when you're getting into beta canon you're you're getting pretty deep so for those of us who don't understand beta canon the so triple d is this like fan fiction stuff or is this separate like this is not that level of fan fiction is there any fan fiction that's considered beta canon like
1: fan fiction i mean yeah, yeah. I look at it. All the authors that basically have like written stuff... I mean, my, Michael Jan Friedman, he's got some Beta Canon stuff out there, too. Mm. I mean, he's a fan. And there has been some fan fiction that has been turned to Beta Canon. I mean, look at Axanar. Mm. A lot of Star Trek fans see Axanar as Beta Canon, as the lead-up to the reason why the Federation... How the Federation defeated the Klingons in the Federation-Klingon war. So, I mean... And besides, anything anything that has good production value to it and maybe fan fiction to me, I consider that all beta canon because, mm-hmm. because they're, because they're basically going on the prime timeline yet. They're able to fill that in. Right. And I think they do a great job with that. Yeah.
0: What but, about the, I mean, um, there was that fan fan uh, film a while back. It had the guy who played John Harrison, you know, from Star Trek generations. Um, mm-hmm. He was in there and there was, I think uh, they brought back Charlie and I think the guardian of forever. Do you do you remember that that I, fan? I, I don't I don't I don't
1: remember that. No. I definitely I definitely gotta check that out.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't remember the name of it or anything. I just remember they got big names like like the guy who, who was on Fear yeah. of Fuelers Day office. You know, they brought back the guy who played Charlie. Obviously mm-hmm. he was older. Um I, I believe there was a Guardian of Forever who was involved in that. Yeah. And, you know, they had that kind of thing. So the um yeah, and so there was there was lots of uh, lots mm-hmm. of stuff there, that, and they brought in a lot of big names. I think George Takei was involved. Wow, um, and um, Walter Koenig. I You know, I want to say that, that it was a pretty big fan film that they did right I before see. Paramount started shutting all that kind of stuff down. Oh, I think, it, you
1: I mean, know, rare's, rare's thing, though. But did they but did they finish the film and did they release it?
0: I think so, but like okay. I don't know. I like I said, this is so long ago that I don't remember I it. I gotta. I'll, I'll have
1: to after the show. I'll have to go off to uh, look okay. it up. So, yep. but I mean, it's just you it, like Beta Cannon's Like a <laughs> lot of a lot of the books consider Beta Canon. and then plus two with Beta there you can have crossovers. As some of the crossovers are just absolutely unbelievable. The first time I got introduced to one of the crossovers was, believe it or not, Star Trek and Transformers. Mm. We're, we're, we're basically uh, the Decepticons and the Autobots. They're fighting in outer space, and somehow they get into Star Trek's universe. And obviously, this is during you know the original series era. And guess and guess which people team up with the fucking uh, Decepticons?
0: Romulans.
1: No, not not the Romulans. No, oh,
0: okay. I figured you would have all people. And, no, uh, the Klingons.
1: The Klingons. So you had that little story arc where the Autobots work with Starfleet and James Kirk. They actually make an uh, Enterprise uh, transformer. It's it's fucking far out. It's absolutely awesome. So it's Star Trek and Transformers. That's great. IDW um, they did the comic, so it's like really really right. good. Uh, and then obviously because and then i was like wow that, that's pretty cool and then they did x-men and star trek
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they did that the first they did they did the comic series with kirk's enterprise where they get transferred to the enterprise mm-hmm. and you see wolverine just go absolutely crazy which is just hilarious and then and then they do it where they, it says second where it's the second meeting where they where they're board where they are on the Enterprise D. Oh no, I'm sorry, the Enterprise E. I E,
0: that's right. It's
1: it's right after Nemesis. So and they have that story arc. And then so it was so it was like a 54-page comic book, but they wanted to continue writing it. They want to continue the story, so they continue the story in a novel by Michael Jan Freeman. And he did an unbelievable job with that where the whole story of it is there's another alien race. They want to create superhumans, so they mm-hmm. go to this one planet where they basically lure kids and they have them have them like create like mutant powers. Mm-hmm. And the X Men are somehow or another they're able to you know <laughs> they're able to get back to this get back to the uh, Star Trek universe, and uh, they're able and they help out uh, Captain Picard to basically help you know. Get, get all the kids and crusher finds a vaccine to basically reverse all the to reverse all the 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 immune stuff back to being normal human beings and she even offered it to to the x-men and they all refused obviously so mm-hmm. so i mean that and but that was a really good to me that was really awesome because you had a chance because you, you saw you saw like Arch arch archangel like you know basically you know help. You know, save Picard and Wolverine just kicking ass with Worf. How they do like a uh, or then the holodeck and they do like this Mm -hmm. this holodeck program, right? It's 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 like really really cool. So, uh, so there's and plus two Storm and Picard. Picard had Picard really likes Storm. He kind of want you know to get to know her a a little bit better. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. But
0: well, wasn't there also a Green Lantern one? I remember. A yes, 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 I, yes. There was Green Lantern. I Preston mean, I, Green Lanterns, I don't know if, if you haven't seen my office. I have a whole wall right here of just Green Lantern figures and <laughs> uh, a Green Lantern Hot Wheel. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, favorite so, yeah. favorite Green Lantern. Oh, it's uh, Kyle Rayner. I mean, okay. he was my he was my introduction to it. Um when I started reading comics. So I didn't start reading comics actually until I moved to Fort Worth and go to seminary. Okay. And there was a comic shop not far from the seminary. And I was just tired of reading seminary stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I went to a bookstore and I was like just looking at like graphic novels. Okay. And read Justice League. And I was like, okay, Justice League's pretty cool. I like team stuff. And then but the Green Lantern character was different. And so I was like, I wanted to find out about this Green Lantern character. His name is Kyle Rayner. He's an artist. So his you know he had more complex constructs than we've seen before than a glove or a bat or whatever, and so I just got to read and I saw. Basically, I have every issue of Kyle Rayner's run from when Hal Jordan was in Parallax, and, and actually Kyle Rayner makes an appearance in issue one forty eight in the third series of one forty eight because okay. uh, Hal Jordan's shown flying flying off, and Kyle Rayner's on the beach and with his girlfriend, and you see that, and then he then he makes his appearance in one fifty. Uh, and then they reset, and then I have this entire run from there to like 179 uh, when he resets. Wow. So uh, I, I tracked it, again, you know, of course it helped for a while. I was working for a comic book shop, so I would track down all the issues that I didn't have, and That's awesome. yeah, I paid a little bit more for it. But yeah, um, I mean, if I'm if I'm ranking them, it for me, goes uh, Kyle Rayner's one. If we're just talking Earth Green Lanterns, the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, we're going Kyle Rayner's one. Uh, Guy Garner is too John Really Guy
1: Garner. Okay.
0: Yeah, Guy is just a fun character. You know, I think mm-hmm. yeah, he's a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah. Um and then John Stewart's 3, Hal's 4. Um yeah, I mean for me Hal was just, you know, I don't know. He he, 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 he there wasn't a depth of character to him I that see. I really even though he's a test pilot my grandfather was a pilot, you know, um it, he just was just this guy, you know, to me. And, and came across um, John Stewart. Same thing. He was a little, you know, there was there's a little bit. They developed a lot more character with him after when in, the, in Kyle's run because he had been a Dark Star, and of course he he's teaching Kyle about the ring because um, if if you didn't know, uh, how was infested with Parallax, destroyed yeah. the Green Lanterns, and Gamphet had one ring left and saved it and and gave it to Kyle, and Kyle's the what they call the Torchbearer. He was the only one. That, he was the only Green Lantern for a while until they were able to reignite the, the lantern and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for so John Stewart had no powers, but John uh, Kyle was learning from John how to be a Green Lantern. So it was very very neat. You have this guy who doesn't know what he's doing and he's got the the universe's most powerful weapon and he's just learning as he goes and joins the justice league and you know it's just kind of 20 somethings living in you know alphabet city in new york and on bleaker street and you know just kind of trying to figure out how to balance life and being a superhero you know so it was very relatable and as a character you kind of you dug it so um and then you know he met guy he met you know, all that kind of, and then by this time Hal is the Spectre, so he kind of knows how, but he doesn't know how. Yeah. Um, so it was really neat. And then I remember when they had the the I never got to see it but the Green Lantern Star Trek crossover. Yeah um, that and was I, and I heard about it but I never was, got to, to read it. Was it was really good. So
1: I I enjoy that obviously I bought the IDW comic books for that mm. IW book for that and I was able to read it all and it was very interesting because Kirk all of a sudden gained the power of the ring, and he had to fight Sinestro and everything. So, I mean, that was really good. And you know, I, I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember him projecting like a second uh, Enterprise. And I think Sinestro did work with the Klingons. I think he did, with mm, probably. So, yeah, probably at the time. So, I mean, that, I mean, those are just real And then also too, they worked with the, uh, I think it was the League of Heroes. I think. Yeah, they did. No, yep, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, that was with Kirk, thirty first century. Yeah, thirty first century, and they and were trying to save. They're trying to, you know, trying to save this, trying to save this, this one, like entity. And who was the entity? It was the Q that they were trying to save. Mm. So I come to find out, it was Q. So it so Kirk and Spock actually encountered Q.
0: That's right. The Legion of Superheroes. The Legion
1: of Superheroes. That was that. That was really interesting. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I I enjoyed reading that one. So so then from the comics, we go to the books. Now I've read a lot of Star Trek books. Well, actually I've listened to a lot of Star Trek books too. But how many how
0: many would you say you've listened to? Uh, probably
1: read? listened to probably twelve or thirteen of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, see, look some of them, some of them they're like a bridge, so they're like okay. three hours long. So I mean okay. it's it's digestible, you know. Right for, for me. So, uh, but one of the first actual like Star Trek books I actually read, it was um, the Captain's Oath, where it showed Kirk pre Enterprise. Mm. So it showed him as the captain of the USS Farragal, and how he had you know, you know how he had his crew there and stuff, and how he you know was how he became the captain of the Enterprise. How he was able to do that, and it was just really, really. Interesting too, how he met McCoy and they nicknamed like Bones because it was like back in the day, like surgery used to be called sawbones because they would have saws on them. So he goes, He goes, The only you know, you know, like one of those old doctors with sawbones and it just kind of stuck their bones, so right, you know. So that was really good. Actually, I think I left that book in Greece because I because I read it in Greece, (laughs) so there was that, but then. But then with the audible books, you know, like I've listened to, they had a. It was an audible book, but it kind of wasn't an audible book where mm-hmm. they had Q versus Spock. So they mm-hmm. had Leonard Nimoy and John Delanche. This was actually, I think, at a convention that they actually read it. Mm-hmm. John, it was incredible because you chance you you hear Q just being all his trickster stuff where he's like, "Oh, there's a comet coming towards Earth," and, and Spock's like. Well, Q, it's 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 logical if you would help them to take the comment away. No, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to do this. So so you see, like basically Spock trick Q into like thrusting the comment away and right and, and he kind of like interact with the audience. It was really good. And then he did another one where the roles are reversed where Q becomes Spock and Spock becomes Q, and you hear Leonard Nimoy like just go crazy where he gets a he gets a call from the continuum, and he's like, "Hey, baby, how are you? Yeah, okay, yeah. You want to go on a date?" And you hear, and you, "Yeah, yeah. Let's have some fun. Let's have some, let's part A." It's like it's like holy shit! It's like you never you like because you because you, you know how Nemo is how right how, yeah how, how reserve reserved he is even even with the roles that he even plays in other movies he's not really demonstrative. And you hear him be demonstrative and just be funny. It's just absolutely, it's just, that was, that was great. So, and that was through through Audible. Obviously Audible isn't a paid sponsor of ours, but the Audible app, I mean, they have a lot of Star Trek stuff on there. And then, yeah, then I decided to listen to the Shatner books. And the first Shatner book I listened to was called The Return. Did you get the link?
0: I did not get the link. It was just a picture. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I didn't get a chance. I I okay. forgot to check it until okay. like the other day, and it was All just picture. Right.
1: So basically, the return is it takes right after uh, Star Trek Generations. Okay. And basically, a enemy of the Federation or somebody of the enemy of whatever Federation, whatever, they mm-hmm. kidnap the the, the, the the body of James D. Kirk. Hmm. So everyone's trying to wonder on Spock's there, and Spock's like, you know, what's what's going on? and Come to find out, it is the Romulans, because the Romulans are dishonorable people, and they're scum. Right. Working with the Borg. Yes.
0: Which we see in Picard, in a way, a little bit.
1: Yes, yes, we do. The artifact. So... So basically you have the Romulans of the Borg. So what the Romulans want to do is they want to send Kirk. So the Romulans of the Borg know they have to defeat the Federation. So they're going to use Kirk as that, where they're going to infest Kirk with the Borg nanobots, and they're going to brainwash Kirk into killing Jean-Luc Picard, who Picard knows a lot of the weaknesses of the Borg because he was Locutus of Borg. Mm-hmm. And he also, and Picard also stopped it in first contact, which they do go into that. Yeah, they're like, what do you mean? We stopped the Borg. And the first contact is like, no, you didn't stop the Borg. You and Janeway didn't stop the Borg. You guys just stopped an arm of the Borg. Mm. So they have to travel. So the story, so then Kirk, you know, gets released out there. And Kirk tries to kill Picard. He tries to, you know, basically he almost killed Jordy. He almost killed Data. And he tries to kill Will, Will Riker as well. They capture him. And they're able to take the they're able to take the Borg implants out that's what's in them, and the nanobots out of them as well. But Spock then gets gets taken by the Borg and by the Romulans. So the Borg goes, you know, we have to assimilate him. Right. So they go to lay him down in the in the simulation chamber. The 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 thing goes into Spock's neck, and then all of a sudden, he comes back out again. He's like. He's already been assimilated. But there wasn't a Borg in the original series, was there? There wasn't a Borg in the movies. Right. Or was there? V'ger is considered part of the Borg. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. V'ger. So so, so V'ger is Borg technology. So basically, Voyager got put onto the Borg home world. And it was the Borg that programmed V'ger. Hmm. So V'ger was the Borg. And then all of a sudden you hear Spock say, you know, we are the Borg. You will be assimilated because of V'ger. And that's in there. So, Hmm. but but in the end, you know, Kirk and Picard are able to go. They're able to destroy, you know, the Borg's home base there. Defeat the Romulans. But unfortunately, Kirk is lost. Supposedly, he's Hmm. lost. But he's not. Because he comes back in the next book, he he he's able to survive the attack by going to, an, uh, where he gets transported to another planet where there's ex Borg there that have been you know they're trying to make their trying to make a life for themselves. Mm. So he lives there, and then he comes back, and he finds he he wants to find his one true love, which was Talani, which is a half Romulan, half Klingon woman. Mm. So. He goes there, but I guess there's, like, this outbreak of, like, this, of, the, of this, um, of this disease that the Federation can't cure. And nobody knows, like, what's, what's causing this. So, obviously, you know, Kirk, you know, has these, has these flowers and this herbs from, from the, from the planet or the ex-borgar, and he's able to cure Talani of it, you know, hmm. of, of the fever. Come to find out. What it is, it's a, is a Symmetrist, which is a Vulcan. They release the the fever on the Federation to cripple the Federation, to destroy the Federation, because mm. in their minds, they believe the Vulcan should have never joined the Federation. The Vulcan mm. should have stayed separate. Mm. Come to find out, Sarek and Amanda were part of the Symmetrist movement. Mm. But they left... But they left after. But they left after it became very. After they started, after the group started becoming terrorists and destroying things. So, how the book ends is basically, you know. So basically, so 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 Kirk and Kirk and and, and Spock are working with Picard to try to get to the bottom of this to see what the hell is going on, and come to find out, um, a a young aide that 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 that, that Spock has. Mm. He's actually one of the symmetrists. and mm. he, you know, and then like he does the mind melt, and come to find out, find out he is responsible for 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 killing Sarek. Mm. That he that 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 the whole Bendai syndrome mm-hmm. that it got really bad, right, with Sarek because they poisoned Sarek, and then the same thing to Spock as well. Mm. They were able to catch it with Spock before it killed Spock. But in the beginning of the book, I'm sorry, but in the beginning of the book, they flash back to um where Governor Kodos was. What was what was the name of that planet? No, I forgot. Mm. Cent- Alpha Cent- No, it wasn't Alpha Centauri, was it?
0: I uh, you're uh, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs>
1: so basically it basically was where Governor Kodos was. Okay. And you know, Kirk was the only person to see Kodos alive. Mm-hmm. But how Kirk is not killed by Kodos is because Sarek finds him. Mm. And Kodos is like, Sarek, the, the experiment hasn't worked. The experiment's worked somewhat, but we have to get rid of it, him. He see me. And Sarek's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to wipe his memory. So Sarek mind-melts with Kirk. Mm. So then Kirk obviously has that memory, but it's subdued. But then when he gets... when But then when he's able to, like, figure it all out and he sees that 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 that, that spock's helped kill Sarek. kirk gets enraged and he's like Sarek was my father too mm. you know Sarek saved my life and he kills right. him and so so kirk kills him hmm. and so then we go from that then we go into mirror universe now because he <laughs> gotta have mirror universe <laughs> where basically we're, we're basically we have the mirror voyager and comes where Voyager all of a sudden comes into space where where Cats Picard and the Enterprise here like oh my god the Voyager's back look at that I can't believe it what's great and then come to find out they're just the evil Terrans teamed up with teamed up with the fucking Cardassians and the Klingons <laughs> so we go into that whole story where basically you have uh or basically you have you know Starfleet trying trying to fight the mirror universe now a lot of mirror universe counterparts have give infiltrated Starfleet like Emerald and the chaff. Mm. Yes. And, uh, so, and the whole thing is, you know, is to try, you know, is to try to stop the emperor Tiberius to basically, you know, you know, get, you know, get Starfleet technology and ships and everything else. So they're able to do it. They're able to stop Tiberius and, in the meanwhile, we meet the Mirror Picard, mm-hmm. attendant, uh, like uh, Regent Picard. He's a piece of shit. We come to find out <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. The Mirror Universe Picard's a real piece of shit. And, um, but yeah, but what happened was...
0: Well, what Mirror when, Universe person isn't a piece of shit? Though? That's, well, that's well
1: attendant Spock isn't that big of a piece of shit. Well, sure. So, so basically, how you said how Smiley is part of the Resistance, well, guess what? Attendant Spock, you know, basically helped Emperor Tiberius become as powerful a, as as he is, but then Spock tried to have a coup, and that didn't work. So then Tiberius takes over with the... So, basically, Spock has the coup, Tiberius fleets, he forms an alliance with the Klingons and the Cardassians,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: their Wolf, and, and their Battle of Wolf 359, is not with the Borg, but it's Emperor Tiberius absolutely destroying the Terran fleet and taking over the Terran Empire and basically enslaving mm. the humans and enslaving the uh, the uh, the Vulcans as well. Mm. So that's where you get Smiley and that's where everything else and that's where you mm. see it.
0: Interesting. And so
1: right. then, so then, so then, hopefully, and then, and then Kirk and his and Kirk and Talani they help stop. This whole thing from like from like coming to be, yeah, they couldn't because Tiberius comes into the prime, into the prime universe, and then that's where the other book starts off. Where yeah, I know, John, it's a lot, John. And Shatner wrote all of this. Shatner wrote all of this too, where basically it shows Kirk trying to kill Tiberius and and it uncovers a conspiracy with within Starfleet that you know Starfleet's captured. Children from the mirror universe. They have certain powers, you know. They have certain powers to take out people mm. out, and the and and this group called Sign. They use one of the kids to basically because they wanted because they don't want Kirk to go after Tiberius. They want to capture Tiberius, so mm. they use one of the kids to poison Talani, so that Kirk could just take care of Talani. He would totally forget about that. Well, the poison almost kills Talani. So, and Talani is pregnant with Kirk's kid. So, so basically, so basically, so they, so Kirk goes into the mirror universe. He finds Tiberius. And one of the things that really just makes you, that this really is the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. Kirk's walking Tiberius, walking along Tiberius's uh, hideout. And there's pictures of hangings in front of Starfleet. And the people being hung, Chekhov, Uhura. Mm. McCoy, um, you know, Sulu, all being hung. So mm. so you have all that. And so then it ends with basically, you know, Tiberius saying, yes, I can help cure Talani, but yeah, you have to give me something. And mm. they go up to the trophy case. And who's in the trophy case? Balak. Mm. Mm. And Tiberius goes, well, I wanted to get Ferusarius technology, yet Baylock wouldn't give it to me. So he makes he makes a nice trophy in my case. So he goes to Kirk. He goes, "You wouldn't have to know where the first Federation base is with with Viserys ships, would you?" And Kirk knows. And with that whole exchange change with Lieutenant Bailey and Baylock, mm. Bailey was able to figure. Bailey was able to find out. He told Kirk, and that's how. Kirk knows for the first Federation basis with the ships because with that technology Tiberius <laughs> can basically, you know <clears throat> Tiberius can basically take over whoever he wants. Mm. He could he could take over he could take over the prime universe. Right. Also too, Garrick makes a guest appearance in this novel as well when really? he's able to because here's the thing there's a doctor at Deep Space Nine, Doctor Mbenga, which is actually the great great granddaughter of Doctor Mbega from the Enterprise, mm. and um, he likes her because you know because she's innocent, mm. she's happy, and Garrick's able to get this information out of her about Project Sign and using the kids, and he's like, somebody, somebody's messing with you. I don't like that. He finds he finds the um, the Commodore that basically you know was was messing with with her mind and brought her a project sign, kidnaps him, beats the shit out of him, <laughs> and basically says this. And bigger goes, Garrick, why'd you do that? He goes. He goes because I don't like it when people because because you're innocent and that innocence should you know and there should be more people like you in the universe. Mm. So so win one for Garrick, that was I absolutely love that part. And the way Shatner – mind you, Shadner's narrating all these books. Right. The way Shatter does Garrick is just unbelievable. Mm. It's like that gay, like that gay villain, yet not villain, but yet not like hero. So that was good. And and the last book, one of the last books in that whole trilogy, is where Kirk and Tiberius work with each other, you know, to basically, to basically stop the Preservers from from destroying the mirror universe. Mm because the preservers made a mistake. So by creating Tiberius, Tiberius was this wild card and it involves, and the, and the Romulans are involved in him because the Romulans are fucking scumbags and everything else. So, it, I mean, it's just, I mean, John, I mean, the, just the amount of like the stuff is like, you, you can make a unbelievable four movie arc from these books. And it <sighs> would just blow everyone's fucking mind.
0: It sounds, it sounds just, Honestly, a little overwhelming with you know all this. Stuff I don't. I that, can tell
1: you're like, oh my god, Holy like, shit. like, like, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's kind of like whoa, yeah. Okay, you know, it's definitely. I mean, <laughs> you know, but here's the thing: um it, it, it continues to tell the story of the Star Trek universe because we've always wondered what happened after, what exactly. happened after, yeah. and so it allows us to see stories, do stories, to tell stories. To where we can fill in those blanks and yeah. uh, what happened? And maybe it's not completely canon, but um, you know, I think there's even stuff that's been beta canon that's now alpha canon because yeah. of you know just the way it, it worked out or popularity or it just made mm-hmm. sense. So well, uh,
1: well, here I'll I'll, I'll tell you uh, a beta canon became alpha canon, but okay. it doesn't involve Star Trek. Harley Quinn was never alpha canon in in, in, no. the, in the Batman comics. She no. became alpha canon because of Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, her first appearance was uh, Bruce Timm and and mm-hmm. and then created her for, you know, the Batman animated series yeah. and uh and which by the way is still the best animated series. Oh god, series it is It's the greatest. It's, it's the best. It's it's easily the best. Next um,
1: next, next next to Star Trek the animated series.
0: Well, I, I didn't ever. I, I mean, I, I can only remember seeing bits and pieces of it. You
1: gotta watch the animation you know,
0: soundtrack. You'll
1: you actually enjoy it.
0: Oh, I know. I, f- I figure I would. I just, you know, it's one of those things that you know, finding it's hard. You know, it's uh, on the.
1: Uh, it, I think it's on. Uh, All it's on. It's on uh, Paramount um, Plus now.
0: Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I have to pay for Paramount Plus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now they have a four ninety nine option. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, um, you know, but uh, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I, it's it's a it it allows us to like I think there's even stuff that happened in the animated series that became alpha canon. You know, yes, because yeah. I think animated series were considered beta canon for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, it was yeah. If, if I remember correctly, the whole but,
1: uh, the uh, the uh, rec room, mm-hmm. the holodeck, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, from my understanding, and so, but we see a lot uh, of, of stuff happen that gets turned into Alpha Canon from that because it just made sense. So um, I guess the question is, if you're listening to all this, what what is the importance of Beta Canon then?
1: Like, yeah.
0: you know, um, like since you've read a lot of this, you've experienced a lot of this, whereas you got someone like me who's... I guess a basic nerd who's only just watched the you know, TV shows and the movies. You're, uh, you're, you know,
1: you're, you're the basic bitch of sci-fi.
0: I am. I'm. I'm that's why I'm the all alpha male baby. <laughs> yeah, the um, alpha male. <laughs> you know, I'm not a master beta like you are. Right. Um, I have a master beta. <laughs> so, um, like, but what's the importance of it? Like, when you, so you having you know been a lot of alpha kid and stuff too. Okay. How do you how do you encourage someone to like, man? You got to check out this beta can and stuff. Well, like, ex- what what is it that will do for fans who haven't experienced anything beta can before? What does it do for somebody like? That?
1: It opens up their mind and their imagination mm. to what could be, and it ties in a lot of like because I mean there, there there's 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 so many as you said before there's so many holes mm-hmm. and there's so much of like the unknown after like. The whole of like, of like the the original series, the five year missions. What happened between that? And mm-hmm. then in in the Star Trek movies, what happened between the motion picture and Wrath of Khan? Why did it change? Why you know I mean why isn't Kirk's an emerald? But what's he doing? And Spock's a captain. What happened? What happened between that time? Mm-hmm. And that's why this is Bacon it helps yeah. basically helps to fill that in. The autobiography of James C. Kirk said it all i mean and I've, I've got a giant comic of star trek the next generation the mission continues where it shows the missions in between you know the series mm. and, and you're really like you know what yeah i can see that i can you know i can see this entire whole thing like they did an entire arc where basically you had like sulu you know where they had this arc where i guess this the the guy from um oh god the voyager there the um the uh the, the Tuvok No 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 not Tuvok he was the uh time guy The temporal time Oh the temporal agent yeah, yeah, yeah. temporal agent Braxton where, yeah Braxton where basically he goes and if the Star Trek 6 you know where Kirk saves the the uh the Federation president right he stops Kirk from doing that and there's an all all war between the Klingons and the Federation which mm-hmm. which we saw in Yesterday's Enterprise but but this is way before where where it shows. Basically, you know, like Picard and his like ragtag bunch of guys is like these freedom fighters and trying to mm-hmm. overthrow the Klingons. And Worf is like the like just the most evil fucking person in the world because he's in charge mm-hmm. of the Klingons. And and Deanna and Troy is like his love slave and everything else. And uh, and it shows Sulu the Excelsior, where like I guess time never. Sulu didn't just with the time. Mm. Sulu still the captain of the Excelsior. He's still fighting the fucking Klingons, and he's known as the great ghost because the Klingons can't catch him. And that was a great fucking story arc in that. Right. Where we're basically, we're basically, you know, where he kills Worf and Worf kills him. Yeah, somehow or another, you know, and then all of a sudden time is restored. It's just fucking great it's a great story arc i mean and especially to a lot of fans that that they have watched a lot of the star trek stuff you read stuff like that it'll it's just because you you cuz you imagine stuff right. you're able and you're able to do like you're able to read it and able to get your mind out there you know it's just it's awesome it's like i got the the uh, the uh, year 5 comics mm. they basically show how gary 7 became gary 7 mm. and so it, and then it shows like you know kirk befriending a tholian and i'm able to you know understand the tholian language hmm. and this tholian is a part of his crew now i saw it, it's just it's absolutely just 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 crazy to see and hmm. and plus too, the the uncover an entire conspiracy as well leading up to the motion picture hmm. where basically where after the fire mission they come back and everyone's in the motion picture uniforms and i think kirk even asked like one of the females Hey, you know, what's up with the new uniforms? And she's like, Jim, we, we wanted to wear pants. The females <laughs> wanted to wear pants. So it's kind of like, you know, you're like, oh, okay. Now I get it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know yeah, it, yeah. so it's, it's really, really good stuff, guys. And, and everyone listen. Hey, I mean, Audible, if you're, if you're a prime member and you sign up for Audible, you get two free credits a month. You so go. you can use one of those credits for a book. And um, I used one of the credits for the autobiography of Catherine Janeway and Picard, The The Dark Veil, vale, which were two great mm. books. Uh, the, the autobiography of Catherine Janeway was six hours long, and The Dark Veil, vale, I think, it was 12 hours long. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's great. And then you can go by books. The books are like, like you'd pay for a hardcover book. You'd pay like, I don't know. 33 dollars for a hardcover. Book. Right. It just came out. Yeah, you go on Audible. It's like half the price, and it's narrated by a really good narrator. And a lot hmm. of the older books, like the older Star Trek books, are narrated by like Shatner narrates them. Hmm. You have Leonard Leonard Nimoy is a narrator. James Doohan does narration as well. So hmm. you know, it's all. It's just. It's just great stuff, and everyone hmm. should check it out. And everyone, hey, listen. If you're if if you're at your comic store and you see the Star Trek comic, pick it up and read it because believe me, you're gonna fucking enjoy it because it's gonna be good
0: shit. Yeah, no, I've read a lot about that Did you read any of the uh uh countdown comics that you know like would lead up to the I first read Star the, Trek movie? Or, I read
1: I I, I I have the one countdown, which is basically it's the entire um it's the entire run of, of the countdown to the original 2-2-2-2009. Right, and that was, I mean, that tied in so much. The reason why you know, the reason why you know, Nero, Nero was one, way well yeah. was, yeah, and plus, too, at the end of the dark veil, vale, Spock is there, and they kind of infer that you know, Spock's gonna save Romulus by mm-hmm. having Joy LaForge create the jellyfish and using the red matter, so the even, even in. The Picard series books—they even tie into two
0: thousand and nine. Wow, So that's cool.
1: Yeah, so 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 for so for the people out there, Star Trek fans out there, even fans that enjoy good, you know, like like good books that are like they have a lot of good stuff in it, good dialogue, good action in it. These are the books that you guys definitely should should be checking out.
0: Cool, cool. I mean, it's been it's interesting because I mean, I. You know, I like Star Trek a lot, and I know you do. Just, you know, and it's just one of those things where, you know, you it's it's hard though because it's at some point you got to go, okay, what where's my focus? I feel like sometimes, yeah. You know, and, and so for me, it's Alpha. You know, I, I'm just going to stick with that because, you know, sometimes you get such, you know, I don't want to say because I, I don't want to deal with the argument stuff because sometimes you know there are people in Star Trek who says you know, well, Beta Canon is not Alpha Canon, so it's not good, or it doesn't apply. You know, it, I feel like it it can become a source of argument f- yeah. for more people than anything. So, if, like, for me, how do you keep from being, like, you know, argumentative about something like this like with, with Beta Canon? You know, because, you know, there's some people who get real. Yeah, like, I know they do.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, they get, like, it's like you insulted their mother or something.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, to, to me the way I look like this. If it says Star Trek on, on the book, it says Star Trek on the show, Star Trek on the comic, it's fucking canon. Mm. That's plain and simple. It's all canon to me. Yeah, I mean you can call it beta canon because because it's not on TV and stuff, fine, that's whatever. But to me, it's all canon. Everything fucking counts. That's because there's been a huge argument that discovery isn't considered canon. Mm. Guys, it is. Because it says "fucking Star Trek" in the title, it is canon. It is all fucking canon. Star right. Trek and Transformers, canon. Star Trek and Greenland, canon. Star Trek and X Men, canon. Star Trek and Legion of Superheroes, canon. It's all canon, and that's what guys got to understand. It's like, listen, I get it. You know, you know, you know. I get it. You know, I get. It. You know, you got you got a hard on for the TV shows, and you, what's in the TV shows is the TV shows. There's nothing else. That's not a good way to think, or oh, what's in the books is you always know, was really is really what it is. No, you need to just open your mind up to everything that everything is canon and enjoy it for Star Trek because you know we're fans. This is this is we're getting we're getting more and more Star Trek guys. Enjoy it, yeah, live it, love it, read it, and just have fun. Just yeah. have fun because, yeah. because, 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 guess what? It's not. Real, yeah. Wait, or is it? Oh, uh, space force. A, space yeah. force. I the, the symbols the, is the Star Trek is the Starfleet Delta. Yeah. I say no more. And just look at that.
0: Yeah, you know. But I mean, it's you know, it's definitely something that um, if you like Star Trek, it's a great way to yeah. expand your knowledge, to see things from a different perspective, or understand a character a little bit deeper. Um, because. You know, from everything, if you read... And of course, granted, we're taking... Account, we're t- I'm, I'm talking about the Star Trek, like you say, books you see in Barnes & Noble, things like that, that are made by, you know, all these book companies that they're, they're following. Um, those are all important in the sense of that um, they tell the story. They're not doing anything, I think, out of character for any of these guys. No. They're not, you know, like, you know so that's that's the important part to remember and if you enjoy it enjoy it that's that's i guess the thing which you know really applies to about anything in life you know you get all these people you get this toxic fandom of people who are like oh, yeah. you know you know you know well you don't know anything about you know star wars or you know or star trek okay you know something about star trek name me a ship that is not the enterprise, you know. I mean exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, people who do that kind of gatekeeping kind of bullshit. Um, exactly. it's, it's Wish, not- which
1: which 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 I can name you. I mean, which me, me and you, we we can name ships other than the fucking enterprise. Right. it's like guys, that's not like, the point. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, I went I, I went to Trek Condoroga. You know, it's like, guys, it's like, yeah, I, I love Star Trek, but I'm not but I wasn't you know, I mean, th- these are guys who have read books, have read all the books, and have seen everything. I was just, you know, I was just starting to get into the books, mm-hmm. into the beta can stuff, and but now, but now I'm into it fully, and I love it. But I'm not, I'm not going to sell somebody who's like a, of like well, I like Star Trek. Well, oh, really? Okay, who's your favorite captain? You know, I'm not going to be like that. Right. But when people, when, people go out, when people go Star Trek, I was like Kirk or Picard, and they think like, a lot of them say Kirk, a lot of them say Picard. I'm like, okay. know, and then and obviously they they want to talk about it because they're fans.
0: Yeah, and And that's when I say neither Cisco.
1: Oh, Cisco, you say Cisco, and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I said we have a connoisseur here.
0: Oh, we have some, yeah. And then and then
1: then when someone says Janeway, I'm like, so you support, so you support a captain murder murder, breaking the prime directive every chance she can get.
0: Even though they said they weren't going to do that to get home, yeah, but yeah, I know. you know, it's just like yeah, you know, contradictory well, much.
1: Yeah, and plus two guys, plus two. There's a lot of YouTube channels out there that, like Triangle Studios, they do a lot of Beta Can stuff mm-hmm. where, and they also do a lot of stuff with prime timeline stuff too, where they do history of the Constitution class, history of Constitution class refit, history of the Defying class as well. They do USS Defiance, mm-hmm. you know, and. I love watching that kind of stuff. There's also mm-hmm. guys too where the it's like um, so far. This has been like a nine part retrospective where this guy breaks down mm-hmm. Star Trek from the original series, the movies, next gen, and everything else, and it's it's really informative and it's really mm-hmm. fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, so 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 before these 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 fans that are snobby and don't want to say, guys, listen. Check it out. Check out everything, yeah. Because it's all good and it's done extremely well, especially, especially, especially the fan made stuff too. The fan made mm-hmm. stuff is so true to Star Trek. It's not even funny, yeah. and it's really, really fucking good. Yeah,
0: it's good. There is uh, another YouTuber I like, uh, Lore Reloaded. He did. He does. Yeah, he, that's he,
1: yes, Lori Reloaded. He's fucking good.
0: He he does a really great job of um you know just talking trek and, and and really looking at the lore um you know he sometimes he gives his opinions on things yeah. uh, but he'll tell you that but a lot of times he's looking at the lore um another one I really like is uh oh um oh the guy he breaks down the ships he does a lots of different ships Yeah that's um, that,
1: that's who it is uh Trianglem Studios Uh
0: what's the name of it it was uh, Space Dad or-
1: Space doc. Oh, so, oh, space doc. Oh, space doc. Space I, doc. Yeah. Seen, oh. Well, actually it's truth or myth too. He does truth or myth mm. and stuff like that. And yeah.
0: So this is a British guy. If you go to space doc, um, on YouTube, they, he, they break down ships like, like, you know, like nobody's business as if they were real I, I things.
1: think I've seen space doc before.
0: They've got, they do star Trek. They do star Wars. They do, you know, if it's a ship, they do it, and then they, you know, they'll even do stuff like um, they'll do like landing craft or different things along those lines. Um, and they do a great job of just breaking the stuff down. <laughs> no opinions, no nothing. Um, but yeah, like those are those are my two go tos when I when it comes to um, Star Trek stuff. Like if I'm looking for ship, you know, schematics or things along those oh, lines. Oh uh, yeah, space dock is the way to go for me. I see it. I see it. Yeah. You know, and then. Yeah, and then for for lore stuff, I like Lore Reloaded. I think he does a really good job of just you know talking about things, um, you know, presenting what happened. Um, I, you know, so you know, those are those are some uh, really good recommendations for you to get started mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to learn some beta can stuff. Um, he does so that some of that sometimes, so <laughs> yeah. um, that's a good opportunity for you to kind of tip your stick your toe in the water. Um, with beta cannon is if you go check those guys out and uh you know and maybe we'll see if uh you know maybe we can get more reloaded on get, yeah uh, you know james to come on the podcast and That's talk awesome. about yeah you know um you know something along those and maybe continue this conversation see how he feels about beta cannon and mm-hmm. you know um, well yeah and and, awesome. and doing that so you know we'd love to you know we're you know we're like i said i'm i've been thinking about some things to do for the show Ah, uh, just like we have been with the Smack Attack, I've been also thinking about the Academy too, of how we can reach out to different people and creators, and and talk Star Trek with different people. So um, we're gonna be making some uh, money moves here to I like that, yeah, to, to do that. So um, we 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 want, but the the whole thing at the end of the day is this show is about you, the fan. Yeah. So we want you to give us your input to tell us what you want to see, what you want to hear. Are there any creators out there you want us to talk to? Yeah. Like you said, we're open to beta canon stuff. So is there a creator out there that you want us to check out? Um, if so, get us you know a way we can contact them and check them out and see if we can have them on the show. Um, who, what? If you if you're listening, give us a, tell us what your favorite beta canon thing is. Yeah. is. it a book? Is it a fan fiction film? Is it Axanar? is it what what is it yeah. that you've you've looked at that is not considered alphacan and that's not on TV or one of the mainstream movies what is your favorite beta king the thing you've done you've seen you know um, those those are the real things that we want to know but they require your input which you know the way you how oh you're so you're thinking well you know you're telling us this but how do we do that well I'm glad you asked well you know we exactly. Do We do have a Twitter page. Um, We've made it very, very easy for you guys. Um, You you can go to us um, at the Academy HMG on Twitter, and you can type that in, and you can hit us up uh, and send us all your different thoughts and in the DMs or on the page itself. You can just send us all your crazy information there. You can also go to Facebook, and it's the Academy with Triple D and JD on HMG, or... If it's a lot easier for you, you can just type in at Academy HMG, and that will bring you to our page. And you can message us or post there. We have lots of fun memes and stuff like that. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. today is Robin Curtis's birthday.
1: It is happy and, birthday, Robin Curtis. You yeah, know, local the, CNY person. Yeah, and,
0: and 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 famous uh, for being stalked by Triple D. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know. And then the other day, we had General Martok departing. True wisdom um you know for the other day talking about this <laughs> and it, it, it this wasn't really in the show it's ds9 you gotta love Martok, though yeah uh, no, you about. know it's it's he's standing there he's looking at the kid and he goes what's wrong boy it's, he's sad because his dog died and yeah. then he says you must be brave and live an honorable life and then one day uh you will see your oh, dog again in stovacore oh, yeah do you do do go dogs go to stovacore there will be more of them than us. And i yeah, was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, whoever came up with that was great. And uh, yeah, that's about right. That scene, um, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. In case you don't know, Triple D's once again sending me random messages. Uh, <laughs> and one is the scene with the space hippies. And uh, Kirk walks in and says, So, you, you folks from Portland? So, so, y'all from
1: Portland? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, and of course, you said a nice, genre, hard one. Which is great. Uh so uh so yeah. you can you so, can hit us up so, that
1: way. The 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 greatest one I sent you is the one where him and Beverly are like ready to like
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, from that from that <laughs> that episode with the which, the the sickness or whatever.
1: Yeah, sickness, like yeah. yeah. That was a uh that was a uh T O S uh
0: reprise. Yes. So. Yes, it was. So also, you can also email the show. You can email us at academy at hmg at yahoo.com. Uh, so if you want to do email, there's also a, a, a tab on the Discord where you can go Discord and you can hit us up there. So there's lots of different places to hit us up. You can't tell us you can't get a hold of us because we, give, we gave you more than plenty of things. We gave you too. everything. We gave you everything. I mean, I think the only thing we didn't give you is a bank account. So you can give us money, which, you know, if you want to do that, you know, um, get into my DMs and we'll talk about that because brother works for a nonprofit and, you know, I'm going to have to get a new vehicle here in a little bit. (laughs) What? Yeah. You know, my car is 10 years old. It's just, it's just getting to the point where, you know, uh, so part of the reason why I've been busy too is uh, about a month ago, uh, I'm driving down one of the main streets in Weatherford uh, about 945 at night and a deer decides it wants to re- rearrange the front end of my car. And so I smacked the crap out of this deer going 40 and it's 945. I'm tired. It's after mother's day. I'm ready to just go home. I've been out with my girlfriend and the whole thing happened. And so I get home. I'm like, screw it. I don't even stop. <laughs> I just, I just keep going. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get home. I'll take pictures. And I said, Logical. I, and, and, and you know, my other thought is if I get, at least I can get to my house. And then if I can't move the car from there, then I'll just, I can get a towed or whatever from the house. I'm mean, at least at my house. So I get to the house and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, the headlights busted on the driver's side is all hanging off. So I was a few weeks without a car. I mean, I had a rental, but you know, when my car was in the shop and then getting it all fixed and dealing with all that took a while and then uh, trying to deal with that and getting that back on, and in that process, it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna need a new car. So I'm either getting a Ford Maverick or a Hyundai Santa Cruz, which are the new compact trucks that are coming out.
1: Oh, nice. Um, so Ford those the, Maverick,
0: really? Yeah, yeah. So it's a. They're both considered compact trucks. They the Santa Cruz is a four foot bed. The Maverick has a four and a half foot bed. Um, you know, there. I mean, I don't need anything huge. I'm not like mm-hmm. trying to like. You know, and they'll fit my budget a lot better than a midsize. Because I was looking at a midsize truck. Listen, um, the,
1: the price of trucks have gone absolutely astronomical. Yeah, literally, literally, it would be cheaper to buy the Enterprise E than to buy a fucking heavy duty diesel truck right now. You aren't you aren't
0: joking. That's why I was looking at a midsize, and even midsizes yeah. they started like upper twenties, low thirties. You know, that's yeah. the starting price. Whereas, exactly. like this for the Santa Fe. Or Santa Cruz, I'm sorry, has not listed a price, even though it's supposed to be coming out on the market here in June. Mm -hmm. Ford is saying it's not uh, the Maverick's not going to be released till August, but they've already got it to where you can price it and spec it. Standard, it's going to come standard base model nineteen nine ninety five for this compact truck. Comes with a hybrid engine, um, forty miles per gallon in the city, thirty seven to forty miles per gallon in the city, supposedly. Or you can get the Uh, turbo aspirated um, 2.0 four cylinder Yeah, the EcoBoost 4 cylinder for um, and then that you can have that option which will give you a bigger towing payload and you know um, so like I think with that you'll be able to tow something like 4,000 pounds um, towing and you can put and it's rated to have um, 1,500 pounds in the back end of that truck that's, Where, that's pretty good. Yeah, which the Santa Cruz, if you get the higher-end turbo um, engine for them, because they'll have a naturally aspirated one, um, and you can tow 3,000 with that. But if you get the turbo in the Santa Cruz, you can tow 5,000. But you can only put 660 pounds in the truck bed. So, you know, it kind of weighs out. Like you, you tow a little bit more with the Santa mm-hmm. Cruz, but you can put less in your bed. But the other thing is the bed... The four, they both have really neat bed systems where you can do everything. Um, Who designed these bed systems? Is Jordi LaForge design well, these bed systems? I'm telling you. The Santa Cruz has a deal where you have that, kind of like in the Honda Ridgeline, you have in-bed storage where you lift okay. it up, and it's oh, got nice. a little – it's got like a water plug drain, so you can fill that full of ice, and you can have your sodas and everything in there, so you can tailgate out the back, and you can just keep your sodas there. And then when the ice melts out, you just pull the drain plug, and the water just pours out. So, I mean, you can, but you can use it. A, it's a waterproof storage. So, like, even if you don't do that, if you want to put, like, if you're going to go hiking and you want to put your, you know, um, backpacks or whatever you need that you keep dry in there, you put it in there. And then, so, anyway, that's a, that's a side tangent. But yeah, um, you know, because join
1: then, us, join us next week for Truck Talk. Yeah, Truck Talk with, <laughs> with yeah. John, John Enright and Dimitri Yeah, because
0: I've done, I've done a, T- crap ton of research <laughs> on it. i'll start my own car show all of a sudden hey listen yeah.
1: man hey i know i i know i know a lot about cars so
0: i know you know oh, I mean, you, between man. you and me we probably we could probably talk star Trek and cars like all i know we long. could
1: yeah we could we could <sighs>
0: but but
1: john we give them almost two fucking hours man holy shit yeah we did it. we talked a lot
0: so,
1: so guys, we talked a lot of beta can, we talked a lot of prime can, we talked a lot of news. We even talked about uh compact-sized trucks, because <laughs> which truck is John Enright going to buy? Stay tuned, motherfuckers. Yeah, you're going to find gonna be, out. Because it's going to be epic. But, but John, tell me, where can all the Star Trek fans know where to find the Academy? But if somebody wants to contact you oh. via through the social media, which
0: I consider... The devil, where can they find you? Well, you know, you can always go on Facebook and find me, John and Wright, type in my name, and I'm right there. Uh, I usually, um, and then you can go to Twitter and Instagram at JReezyMen. Um, You can hit me up there. You can hit me up on TikTok at JReezy and just uh, find me that way too, just because it's fun to troll my son and (laughs) um, tell random dad jokes and make people groan. Um, So I'm doing what I can to. Uh, keep things alive there. Um, you can also, uh, if you need help with mental health or any kind of advocacy, um, uh, such along the lines of um, sexual assault, domestic violence, other things, or just mental health, you need some help with any of those kind of things, you can also hit me up at my work email, john at freedomhousepc.org. I'm not going to talk Star Trek. I'm not going to talk trucks. I'm going to talk how we can help you with your mental health. Guys, it's very important to have you know, good mental health. It's important to stay on top of that and to not let things get out of control. If you need help, I'm glad to help you figure out what resources you might need or whatever it is you might need to find the help you need. Um, guys, uh, I know we don't like to talk about it because we're men and that's just something we don't talk about. But guys, that's a bunch of bullcrap. I mean, we all need help. So get the help you need. Yeah. Find out what it is you need to do. To get that help, and let's let's move forward here, and let's exactly. let's figure out what it is that you need to get that help. So you know that's that's the main thing is we want to give help to people. Um, at least I do. So that's how you can get a hold of me in any of those ways, um, and we can do that. So Triple D, how uh, the master of the olives, the master <laughs> of the donuts, the master of everything oh, and anything uh, New York related. How, how do people get a hold of you and get your hot takes and, oh, you know, what you oh,
1: want to do? Well, I'm not putting any hot takes on, on social media because I don't want to deal with the BS. But if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, Dimitri Zerdos, Instagram, Greek... Uh, just 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 look, just look up Dimitri Zerdos on fucking Instagram. I'm, I'm there. Don't worry about it. You'll find me there. Greek Easy 25 on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter, so don't... I probably... Well, I'll, I'll probably... I'll probably follow you back if you follow me. Uh, there's uh let's see, Dippin'Donuts cny on all the social media stuff here, guys. Follow it, all social media. Absolutely fucking epic pictures of donuts every single day. donuts, cny cny on Facebook and everything the social media. Dippin'Donuts and ZerdosOliveOil.com. dot com we the best Greek olive oil in the fucking world. So that's it for me. They can find me there. John, the people can find you. So I guess we better just wrap it up, baby, because, because, man, because I got shit to do. You got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our special assignment for the Academy is done. Our assignment was to find all the beta canon that we could, and we did that. So, so, guys, come back two weeks from now to the Academy for another lesson in Star Trek. And John, my friend, live long and prosper. And to the fans, peace and long life to the fans. We'll see you next time.